bad. Over the years... Did you glue this? I wish I had some scissors. Ow! Andy Stitzer has lost a lot of girlfriends. I'm sorry. But there's one thing he never lost. Are you a virgin? Oh, you are hilarious. Mmm, <laughs> this is good. You're a virgin! How can you go 40 years and not have sex? I just kind of stopped trying. We got to help the man. We cannot let you go on being a virgin. <laughs> You gotta highlight your attributes. Just wax that whole Teen Wolf thing off. No, Kelly Clarkson! You look like a man-o-lantern. The problem most men have is they don't know how to talk to women. What am I supposed to say? Nothing. Just ask questions. Are you looking for something? Is there something I should be looking for? We have a great um, section of do-it-yourself. Do you like to do it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? You gotta go somewhere where every girl is looking for a guy. Welcome to Date-a-Palooza! I'm Andy, and you are Gina? Gina! Hey, what's up? Okay. I like your shirt. Shh. You have kind eyes. You wanna get out of here? Do you think I'm pretty? Whoa, whoa! Look at me! Look at me! I'm looking at your pretty! Universal Pictures presents... I'm Trish. Andy. She gave me her number. My God! <laughs> a comedy <laughs> about the wisdom that guides us. We've given you all the advice we have to give. Now you gotta put it in action. <laughs> the friendships that unite us and the experiences that touch us. Maybe we should hold off on the physical part for a while. Like we've never been touched before. <laughs> hey, man, got a big box of porn for you. I don't want this stuff, okay? Just Andy, for the last time, I don't want your giant box of pornography. Yo, yo. Come on, man. That is so uncool. Uncool is trying to give an honest man a big box of porn, Andy. The 40-year-old virgin. If I have to hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. What a great scene. I love it. In that movie. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm excited to look at this week's movie through a lens 16 years later. Almost it, 16 years it later. It holds too. up, but nothing in it holds up. Everything in this movie is obsolete. Oh, very if obsolete. If somebody watches this in 30 years, I don't think they're going to understand. Like, wait, you had to go to a store for somebody to put shit on eBay for you. Yeah. And that's Circuit City, really? <laughs> it was actually a Staples. Was it really a yeah, Staples? They did, it's funny because it's it's very obviously Circuit City, but yeah. they don't film it in an actual Circuit well, yeah. City. They filmed it in Staples. That's weird. I don't okay. know if Circuit City was closed by then. Yeah. Almost everything in this movie is obsolete. Main characters' choices look so bad in retrospect. It's they look so, so bad. It's horrible, his choices. Uh, for my co-host, Jim, <sighs> this movie hits a little close to home. Jim, say hi to the pool sceners. Hey, guys. I would have became the 40-year-old virgin if it wasn't for this movie. When this movie came out, like I've said previously on 
other shows that I was 24 years old at the time when this movie came out. And I saw a lot of myself and Andy, like I had collectibles, well, car. So and- I'm going to throw my wife under the bus and I'm going to say that when we watched this movie last night and she said, did they film this at Jim's apartment? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. he has like the video game stuff and all the toys. If you come here to, to Jim's lair, that's basically what it is. It's wall to wall posters and toys. No Asia poster. No but, Asia. But you got Phil Collins and stuff. You got I a buster do. poster. I do. But it hit a lot close to home watching this movie in the movie theater and everybody goes, dude, we have to go see your movie. I'm like, why? You? It's you. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then when you have that realization, when you look in the mirror, like, oh, fuck, I'm Andy. And then I was like, I got to get this virginity thing over with. And I did. Thanks to this movie. I'm uh, I'm not Andy. I'm Kevin. And we're also joined by this week by, oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also did that on uh, you did radio. The Lantern? Yeah, not the Mantle Lantern, but I did bleed from my nipples. I yeah. can't attest to that. Uh, we are going to be discussing 2005's The 40-Year-Old Virgin, directed by Judd Apatow, directorial debut. Let me get that right. I just ordered a coffee with bacon in it, not <laughs> not because it was some artisan <laughs> coffee shop. ordered a coffee with bacon. <laughs> this is the earliest in the morning that we're, we've ordered. We are tired, folks. And I, I went through, and I was, I was just debating getting a sandwich. I looked at the menu while I'm ordering my coffee. So let me get a, a iced coffee with French vanilla and bacon <laughs> and the girl says that's interesting <laughs> did she say that on yeah. on the speaker oh yeah she said and well, then did you start laughing your I ass did. off i couldn't even order i was like <laughs> losing it so this is directorial debut of judd apatow also written by apatow along with the help of steve carell that's sort of how apatow does things train wreck written by amy schumer and starring amy schumer king of staten island co-written and starring pete davidson apatow also directed knocked up funny people this is 40 funny enough knocked up was originally conceived as a sequel to 40 year old virgin makes kind of sense before ending up as a prequel to this is 40 interesting i've never seen this is 40 this is 40 might be his best movie really yeah like because Funny people is dreadful. It's uh, like yeah, it's, three hours. It's a lot. And like, I'm going to ruin it for everybody. Pause or skip ahead for it's 30 seconds. Warning. Warning. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's not funny. Adam Sandler, stand-up comedian, big movie star. He gets cancer. So he's kind of doing what people do when, you know, he's trying to tie up some loose ends and the whole thing. And then he finds out it's... The cancer's gone. Like it's it was like a miracle. Yeah, it was like a miracle. But it's it's three hours or something. It is crazy long. Way too long. This is forty takes Leslie Mann's character and she's married to Paul Rudd and then Jason Siegel is like a, has a cameo in it. Like, <laughs> Not Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, but it, it is, uh, yeah, it's really good. This is 40, pro- and there's a whole lost thing, a bunch of, anyway. Maybe, together dialogue. Maybe we'll discuss what a 40-year-old virgin sequel would be later. However, we've got a lot to talk about first. So, Jim, please give us budget, box office, number ones, and what was happening at time of release. 40-year-old virgin came out on August 19th, 2005 to a $26 million budget and made, I thought this would have made a lot more than $177 million, but still, excellent, successful, iconic. This is the movie. This is the movie that sent Steve Carell into the yeah, fucking stratosphere. Yeah, this was the stratosphere. first year of The Office. And that first year was basically a almost shot for shot from the first series of The Office in England. 
Yeah. So it was the same thing. And it, a lot of people were like, I don't know about this show. So if you watch 40 year old virgin, the first time they go to a bar slash club, Jenna Fisher's there. Really? Yeah. She's one of the girls doing like shots. Oh God. I'd never noticed that before. I might have to check that out. So a little flashback time, Kevin. Gas prices were two fifty, so definitely not that far off as they are now. The Xbox 360 was the thing to have, but once you would get it, you'd get the Red Ring of Death, and then like me, you'd have yeah. to go through five other systems in order for it to finally have one. And there was one main thing, Kevin, that dominated the airwaves and television. Hurricane Katrina ugh, made its second and third landfall as a Category 3 hurricane before hitting New Orleans as a Category 5 hurricane, devastating much of the Gulf Coast from Louisiana to Florida, killing more than 1,836 people, causing over $115 billion in damage. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot down in New Orleans they still have not oh, yeah. recovered from. Yeah, it... Um, it- busted i mean like anytime something of this magnitude happens all the sewage is mixed in yeah, with bad. the the water and you know people are standing you see the images people standing on the roofs trying to be saved because they didn't evacuate insane and the thing about new orleans it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's a city that's two miles below sea level so yeah. you're just asking yes. for trouble another kind of ugh. You might remember this guy, Kevin. Dennis Rader. BTK. Yeah. Sentenced to 175 years in prison for his serial killings in Sedgwick County, Kansas. BTK killed for 30 years or something. Long time. You know how Dennis Rader was caught? I used to know this. So Dennis Rader was a big church. He was involved in the church. Of course he was. Yeah, no doubt. Big, you know, involved in his local... uh, local church he wrote to police so btk went dormant oh that's right he did he wrote to police and he said if i send you a floppy disk will you be able to track it and the police were like no we can't (laughs) what are you talking about so then he sent him a floppy disk with whatever was on the on it they tracked the information and literally said dennis raider and they they had their guy now my whole fascinating thing i could talk about btk for an hour but fascinating thing about btk is on the netflix show uh the david fincher netflix show mindhunter they were doing this um subsequent teaser plot so every once in a while an episode you'd see like this serial killer dressing as a woman you wouldn't see much of them or whatever but they were setting up for the show to end with a btk season and then they fucking canceled it. It's Netflix. Oh, so disappointing. Netflix is such a flavor of the week type thing. This is one thing I don't get about our judicial system, and I'm, I'm going to go not off too far of a tangent. You sentence him to 175 years. Why just give him the fucking death penalty? Why should we have to pay for him to be fed for the rest of his life? Yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck that shit. You know, it, it's that stuff so weird. There's a guy right now who went down the QAnon wormhole. He killed his kids. And because he somehow got led to believe that they would be trafficked. So he like killed them, which yeah, I don't understand. But he fled. He's in Mexico. And if we extradite him, the the laws of Mexico is that they won't extradite. And I'm, I'm not against the death penalty. I think it's worse to sit in prison forever. Yeah. But that's a conversation for another time. But <laughs> Mexico usually won't extradite a criminal if we tell them that they're going to, if they think that he's going to get the let's death Let's just send a fucking penalty. strike team down there and yeah. take them the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, just, we have drones for that. Yeah, let's fucking do it. Hey, George, what do you think? Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to the Sports Machine. Kevin, we just came off the Tokyo Olympics. The American sprinter known to the world as Justin Gatlin blitzed the field to win the 100 meters at 9.88, which seems slow anymore after yeah. Usain Bolt hit it like 9.69 yeah. at the World Athletic Championships in Helsinki. 
The PGA Championship at Baltus Brawl was contended. Phil Mickelson wins by one stroke over Australian Steve Elkington and Thomas Bjorn. This is when Phil kind of went on a bit of a run after he didn't win forever and ever and ever. Also, Kevin, we're coming up on the NBA season too. Big shout out, not NBA related. The Browns won their first preseason game last night. Go Browns. Reigning preseason champions every year. We are going to win the fucking Super Bowl. The largest trade in NBA history is completed as five teams combined to swap 13 players. Deal brings Antoine Walker and Jason Williams. That's right, man. Everybody loves Jason Williams. It's white chocolate. That's right. To Miami, leads to the Heat's first ever championship with Shaq and D-Wade in the 05 season. Okay, Kevin, this movie had a lot of uh, smart tech. Seemed a lot like mm-hmm. Circuit City. Here are your top Circuit City DVD oh, sales nice. Nice. of this time in 2005. At Circuit City, we have all the hottest new TVs, from HDTV to plasma, LCD, and more. And with unbeatable prices guaranteed, You'll find the perfect one. Circuit City. Tommy Boy. Okay. Clueless, the whatever edition. Okay. And The Ring 2. Okay. And The Ring 2. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen The Ring 2. I saw The Ring. I think I saw the Japanese version, Ringu. Ringu. Ringu was awesome, man. I love it. (laughs) Number one movie in America. Shout out to Chief Matt Liller. Four Brothers. <laughs> I saw it. I started laughing my ass off. Four Brothers was the number one movie in America. And the number one song in America. I mean, Jesus Christ. Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. It's still so hard to believe. Come back, baby, please. Cause we belong together. This was like a, the Mariah had this resurgence. Because like a lot of she artists like that. Waves. Yeah. She came in waves and then she'd be the biggest thing in the world for a year or two and then just kind of disappear. But this was during one of those waves. It was a good one. She fit yeah. in really well with uh, what they were doing at that time. It was awesome. And that's all that was going on, Kevin, in August, 16 years ago, 2005. You watch any of this year's Olympics? A little. You know what? <sighs> These were the lowest rated Olympics and they can attest that because of the time change. It was a 16-hour time yeah. change here on the East Coast. But it's like, I just don't give a shit anymore. There, yeah, there, part of it is I don't give a shit. Part of it is, like, all the controversy. Yeah. Uh, COVID, a year late. There shouldn't have been an Olympic Games. There shouldn't have been Olympic Games. But the thing that's crazy is, like, Olympi- Olympic athletes, athletes in general, training cycles, speaking of cycles. Yeah. All of these athletes were trying to get peak physical condition for 2020. Yeah. And then it gets pushed back a year. And they couldn't train because everything was shut down. Right. So it's like, it's this situation where some athletes probably snuck in early, you know, because they're like, oh, we're shooting for four years. But when they got that year in Olympic type competition makes the biggest deal. Well, a lot of them said a lot of them wouldn't been on, would have not have been on the team in 2020 that made the team in 2021. It doesn't matter which sport. It's like trainers will tell you that. They've been around for so long. They've yeah. seen it. It's like 10 months can make all the difference in the world between the difference of being a top athlete and an Olympic athlete. The one thing about the Olympics I do like to watch are the sports we don't get to see all the time. Yeah. Show me handball. Oh, yeah. Handball, water polo. Oh, it's a great. You I know, love it. I won't watch any track and field, swimming, volleyball. They had three on three basketball yeah. this time around. Which is nuts. It's so fast. It was like as I love soon it. as they checked out past the line, it's like they're hoisting three. At this rate, though, we're going to get cornhole in the Olympics, I aren't hope. we? I, I fucking hope. just want the Olympics to be the X Games. I want, and- uh, I want to send Dart Man to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Darts. All right, let's uh, let's penetrate into the plot. Wow, nice. Our main character, the target we like to laugh at, is Andy Stitzer. Hey, Andy, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, Joe. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? 
When you gonna get a car? Hey, hey, why don't you get a car? I can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, Survivor tomorrow night, we on? See you then. I'll bring a soda. Hey, uh, enjoy your orange. Okay, take care. Andy is a that's his last name. Stitzer. You never hear it at now, all. Trish's last name is like Red Barn or something. Something like that. Andy's a forty-year-old stock supervisor at Smart Tech, which is very obviously Circuit City. Our younger audience, they might not even know what Circuit City is. Oh, Circuit City was that's where I used to go to all the time. Circuit City, a couple of people I know got lucky where they like financed something from Circuit City and then Circuit City went to put and then they just got a free, you know, they didn't have to pay anymore on their computer. Sometimes Circuit TV. City was like HH Greg were like, hey, we'll give you six years no interest yeah. on this. Like, All right, fucking order it up, man. Yeah, it's right there in the title. But Andy is a 40 year old virgin. It's not because Andy isn't attractive or anything. It has more to do with Andy's shyness and awkwardness around women. So fun fact, Steve Carell lost 20 pounds to be in this movie. And he wow. started hitting the gym quite a bit and through all that chest hair. You can see he's a fit dude. Yeah, he's got it. And you see scenes in this movie where he works out. So at first, the the filmmakers, Judd Apatow and such, were like, I don't know if I like that, that he's really fit and stuff. But then they realized it was the right choice. Because Andy coming in fit and stuff, it just drives home the point. He's not a virgin because he's a chud. No. He's a virgin because he's just, he's tried he's socially it. socially awkward. He's socially awkward, yeah. So there have been opportunities in the past. Didn't go well for Andy. So he stopped trying. He lives alone in his apartment or house, I guess, with a valuable... Toy collection. Very valuable toy collection. Andy's co-workers think he might be a serial killer or something. <laughs> but they invite him to a poker game when they need an extra. <sighs> it's here when the guys start talking sexual exploits that his co-workers successfully deduce. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, answer this question. Are you a virgin? <laughs> Are you a virgin? Yeah, yeah not, not since I was 10. It all makes sense. You're a virgin. But Andy is a virgin. <laughs> oh my God, you're a virgin. It all makes sense. <laughs> Andy spends the night humiliated, but convinces himself that it'll be cool. His friends are cool. They won't tell anyone. It'll yeah. be fine. Bullshit. Yeah, he walks in at work and everyone knows. So good. David, Jay, and Cal, his friends, make it their mission to get Andy laid. This basically leads us to a number of events that are supposed to ultimately lead to the sex. So speed dating, getting his chest waxed, like each one of these guys, Cal, David, you know, they're and, and Jay, they're all telling him like, you see all this? This is like, you think this is on accident? This is on purpose. So he's like, you got to groom yourself. And Jay then, said it the best. Your dick is my dick. Yeah. I'm going to get you right. some pussy. And then like David's like... You know, they, they all have tips for him, which leads them all these different directions. Ultimately, Andy eventually gets a date with a woman named Trish. She comes in the store looking at DVD, DVD VCR like, combos. And, yes. Hi, I'm Trish. Hi, Andy is my name. And he, she gives him her number. Trish and Andy begin dating pretty seriously. And in order to know that their relationship is based on genuine feelings, Trish suggests that they abstain from anything physical for 20 dates. Andy loves this idea. He loves it and it throws her off. Trish runs an eBay store and tells Andy how much his toys are worth. And she helps him begin to sell them to fund his own electronic store. Which he says crazy. stereo store. Yeah. On their 20th date, Trish tries to seduce Andy, but they land on his toys and he lashes out and they have a big fight. Basically, he he's scared. It's they're, his comfort zone. Yeah, they're going to have sex. And he says, you're making me sell my toys. You're making me get rid of my things. And they have this big fight. So he leaves. She stays. And then 
He goes to the club. He gets drunk. Oh, my God. Shellfish sandwich. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he goes home with Beth, a woman who, during all of that friends trying to push him, Cal tells him to go in the bookstore and talk to this, this girl. Just ask questions. Okay, that's it. Because women do not care about what you have to say at all, anyway, you know? And all they want to do is talk about themselves. So you're just going to let them do that. Okay? So remember, questions, be cool, and be kind of a dick. You know, here, be David Caruso in Jade. Okay. One of my favorite scenes. Just ask her questions. Yeah, David Caruso and Jade <laughs> is what he tells him. <laughs> I love it. So he goes home with this Beth, and at Beth, he kind of sobers up and realizes this is wrong, that he should be with Trish. So in a scene I don't really understand, Andy goes back to his house. When he gets back to his house, Trish is inside. She they broke, never go in. Like, did she break in? Unless she gave him a key or it's under but a mat. He wouldn't give her a key if he was trying to hide it from her. That's a good point. So she goes in. She finds a porn collection. A box of porn. That David gave to him. A vagina, like, it's a vagina. sculpture. Like one of those things you go to aid. a health department. So she finds all these things. She also thinks he's a serial killer or a sexual deviant. She flees in her car. Andy gets on his bike. He doesn't drive. He gets on his bicycle, his bike sickle. Cue Asia. Cue Asia, heat of the moment. And he chases her with his bike. He ends up coming out of side street, colliding in her car, and then getting launched through a, a billboard. On a truck. On a truck. And then he tells her he's a virgin. And she, oh, like, you think somebody who seems educated like Trish would put two and two together and go, I can kind of tell you are, you know? Maybe not. Because like, because, okay, so he's a, I'll say successful, and then he wakes up and goes to work every day. He has his own place. He has a routine. He has a routine. He's a fit guy. He's a decent looking guy. So like, it would be hard to believe that he was a virgin. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. So even if it had crossed her mind, she's like, nah, that's crazy. So Andy has made $500,000 from selling his toys and it pays for their wedding. They have sex twice after the wedding, basically once for 30 seconds and then once for two hours. She was like that sex gleam sweat after. Yeah. So the movie ends with an unexpected musical number to Aquarius. Let the sun shine in from the musical hair. Yeah. Really weird that that happened. It's nuts. Let's get into characters. We have Steve Carell as Andy Stitzer. So Judd Apatow says Andy Stitzer didn't have to be that weird. Everybody has some built-in performance anxiety. And for some people, it prevents them from taking risks. And they simply stop trying. I can understand that. Yeah, I can see that. Not necessarily sex, but with many things, you know. If you get to the point where you're still worked up over something, you just, you know, you're just, yeah. Uh, Catherine Keener as Trish Piedmont is the last name. That's it. She has three kids we didn't mention, and one of them has a kid. She's a a hot granny. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Rudd is David. I will say Paul Rudd looks better now than in this movie. Paul Rudd doesn't age. He doesn't, which is so strange. Like, you have Paul Rudd in Clueless. You have Paul Rudd in Clueless, and he looks basically the same as he did in Clueless with longer hair. I would say this might be the worst that Paul Rudd looked. I think because he looks like he had a little bit of more weight on him, possibly the longer hair. We're not used to a longer yeah. hair, Paul Rudd. Romany Malco as Jay, which he's, we've went over, MC Scat Cat. Yep. He was MC Hammer in the VH1 movie. Seth Rogen as Cal, again, Seth Rogen now. <laughs> Seth Rogen looks 26 now in this movie. So everybody else in this movie was a similar age. Steve Carell, Romany Malco, Paul Rudd, and then... 
Seth Rogen was only 22 in this movie. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. But the the styling, you yeah. know, the goatee he only. definitely looked mid-30s. Yeah, so he's supposed to be kind of, not necessarily their age, but he is. Elizabeth Banks, we mentioned as Beth, the bookstore clerk. Oh, I used to have such a thing for Elizabeth Banks. Oh, my God. And she still looks great, dude. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Leslie Mann as Nikki. That's the... Fucking French toast. She has to blow into a breathalyzer to get her car to start. Yeah. Jane Lynch is Paula. So the interesting thing about Jane Lynch, Andy's boss originally was a guy. And I think the whole, I don't think it was like hitting on him and stuff. But when they found Jane Lynch or somebody suggested Jane Lynch, they completely rewrote the character. Dude, her delivery, her just monotone. You ever heard of the term? Fuck buddy. It's what? It's a special friend we fuck i'm very discreet but i will haunt your dreams <laughs> uh we have a number of other cast members kat dennings mindy kaling kimberly page yes diamond dallas's page from wcw's wife we get a titty shot from her uh, jonah hill who is this is big jonah hill yeah this is back when and we mentioned grandma's boy last week jonah hill in these couple movies was just this 330 oh he was plus. Big, yeah he was huge feel bad for the uh, kid kevin hart stormy daniels she makes a couple that's right yeah on screen cameos <laughs> Look up. Hey, just if you're at work right now, Google Stormy Daniels if you don't know who that is. I would hope you would know who it is. That's pretty. I mean, there's a ton of um, like ancillary characters. Yeah, if, if you look in the background in this movie and stuff, you'll you'll definitely. People that made it big later yeah, on. Yeah, you'll definitely recognize some faces. You'll say, I know that guy from somewhere. I know that lady from somewhere. So which actor, actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? To me, it's David. Look, you got to take a risk. You got to risk it. Look at me. I went out with this girl for four months, and it was the greatest, greatest thing in my life. Until she went down on this guy in an Escalade, I think. And, you know, instead of like saying, okay, what am I doing that caused this behavior? I dumped her. Stupid decision. I spent the, uh, the last two years of my life regretting it. Well, why don't you get her back right now? Oh, cause she's dating this pot dealer. Stupid, horrible decision. But hey, that's her journey, you know? I gotta respect that. The torture that David goes through. Oh, yeah. His ex-girlfriend. He stalks her. Yeah. He virtually stalks her. They dated her. for four months. Yeah. And he, it's not to him. And then he, she blew a guy in an Escalade. But <laughs> that was on me for not understanding why she did that. He's so in love with her. He thought she was the one. And the funny thing is, though, when they end up at speed dating together. Mm -hmm. Remember that time when, you, we, when we made love and you just you cried in my arms? <sighs> Please don't remind us of the times we fucked. Please. It's so creepy. Let's go to Paris. I want to take you underneath the Eiffel Tower and make love to you. Cut it out. Cut what out? This going to Paris, we've been broken up for like two years, man. I don't want to date you anymore. You're a whore. I am not a whore, right? Just because I didn't like you. This is so us. <laughs> Psycho talk. What? <laughs> I just love Paul Rudd just knows his life's in a rut and he's accepted his life's in a rut. Oh, yeah. Even working at Smart Tech, like you said, the Yamo be there, he fucking hates it. I woke up, I came to the store, and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain. David, what do you suggest we play? I don't care, anything. I would rather, I would rather watch Beautician and the Beast I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours than have to listen to Michael McDonald. 
Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. You're such a smart ass. Get back on the floor. Oh, fuck you. But he even tells Andy, like, everything he's gone through with his ex. Like, listen, man, don't fucking be like me. Be happy. Look at me. Play play the, the it's the best. I mean, it's earlier in best scenes, but play the soliloquy where he's like, but that's just love. Like, he tells them the torture of love. Yeah, where they're sitting there at lunch. That's love, man. It sounds horrible. Of course it's horrible. It's suffering and it's pain and it's, you know, you lose weight and then you put back on weight and then, you you know, you call them a bunch of times and then you try and email and then they move or they change their email. But that's just love. Yeah, that pretty much wraps Sums up who it he all is up. as a character. And then he goes, after speed dating, he goes to Smart Tech, and he's trying to stick the camcorder up his ass. Or like, he's all drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. It's so great. I love that scene, too, where Andy runs from David, and he catches him on the back catwalk where that other guy's trying to smoke. I love it. Oh, yeah. You're forcing uh, me into doing something I don't want. Dude, nobody's forcing you into doing anything. Romany Malco is Jay. Oh, he's so good. Because he's just, he's... I've had... Yo, I know a lot of guys that have sex with other guys in jail in jail uh <laughs> yeah if everybody i think kind of knows someone like jay andy is going down partner we gonna be oh ah, ah. this for you partner this for you waves of it coming at you on friday saturday by sunday your nuts gonna be drained who is just he takes zero responsibility for his own actions and everything is everybody else's fault. When he starts crying, oh, when he, yeah. had, he had sex with another girl yeah. and the condom was on in the shower with his wife. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I got, I still had a condom on. You woke up with me. Oh, I'm so sorry. What happened? I came home a little tipsy and I had one of my condoms on still. I woke up the next morning and jumped in the shower with him. I don't know what I was thinking. Why'd you cheat on her? Because I'm insecure. You can't tell. I know. I know. I know, man. It's going to be okay. I'm cold. It's going to be all right, man. I'm seriously, man. I'm sorry. I apologize to you. I know. If you want to have a meaningful relationship, you got to leave the sex out of it, man. You're right. Leave it's the sex right. out of it. You're good. I'm sorry. Okay. Come on. I love you, man. Oh, man. I love you, too. <laughs> this movie, okay. It's a logic point, but it's something I just thought of. This movie doesn't understand how condoms work. Not at all. Because you have, so that, he says, I left the condom on. Did he stay hard all night? That's the only thing I can Or think is his dick just big enough that the condom just stays on? Did he wrap on? it over his nuts? Yeah, because he's like, in. I got in the shower, I still had a condom on. How does that work? How does yeah. it not fall off? Maybe he took a blue chew. And <laughs> and then the other, th- Trish is like, you know, they, Trish and, uh, Andy. and Andy start to, you know, get hot and heavy on the Make first date. And then she goes, she's like, I'm going to go freshen up or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, there's condoms in the nightstand. Yeah, this is one of my best scenes. Yeah. He doesn't know how to put it on. Like, pass this cup. Okay. Roll over the tip and down onto the base. Over the balls. It doesn't say. Oh. Do you mind if I use your uh, magnum? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. You got to be kidding. Oh. I am Aquaman. I look at it like this. As a 24-year-old virgin that I was, I understood the concept of a condom. He's yeah. putting it on his hand. And yeah. Like, I'm Aquaman. Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. And he's like, does it go over my balls? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, kids out there, the condom does go over, over your, your balls. balls. Let's get into best scenes, Jim. Just start with that one. That scene, because it's it's go time. This is the the 40 years of workup and yes. culmination. He just met Trish. So, all right, let me, I always have to preface these scenes to set it up. So Trish gives Andy her number, his number. He's so awkward that he goes, well, what do I need that for? Issa, yeah. And she's like, I don't know. I just wanted you to have it. And he's like, okay. So he goes to the wh- eBay one store. One of the things that's so funny is he calls her a few times before he ever. He's so the, like one time, the one time he calls and he just, he calls, she says, hello. He hangs up and goes, mm. <laughs> and then he calls again and she says, hello. Hello. And he goes, hey, how you doing? Um, how you doing? I'm well. Who is this? This is James. James, do I know you, James? I was wondering whether you had a few minutes to talk about layer laundry detergent. Are you a telemarketer, James? Yeah. Are you at the top of a tall building? Can you get to a roof quickly? Jump off! I mean, you people are sick. Get a real fucking job, why don't you? Go shoot yourself in the fucking head. Hey, why don't you just, you know, get a knife and run into it? Why don't you do that, huh? Okay. All right, I'll see you later, James. Nice to talk to you. Fuck your mother, okay? Bye-bye. And then finally, he just, he's actually fighting with his coworkers and he storms. In, he's like, watch this. He literally storms over there. Yeah, which is in logic, it'll come up. This store seems to have no rules as far as like time clock goes. No, it doesn't. So he just uh, leaves. He storms over there. He talks to, he's like, hi, nice store. And she goes, oh, do you want to have a look around? Do you want to go out with me? And they go on their first date to Hibachi. Yeah. And it's funny because she has to pick him up because he doesn't drive. And Can I pick up. No, I have a, a bike. Oh, no, I, have I a bicycle. never liked how she tries to force her way into his house. Yeah. You she, notice that? Because remember, he his buddy's like, dude, you got to hide all yeah, this shit. Yeah. His if friend, she's coming over, she's going to judge you. Right. Where the fuck did he put all this? Exactly. Stuff? Did, did he order a storage unit? Him and his friends just like there is nothing left. There's no furniture. There's nothing. He literally stopped her from coming in she's like did you just he's like it just got the carpets done have you ever tried to force yourself into someone's house no because you know what that is a criminal fucking he tra- issue he answers the door and he goes already oh, run ahead out and she's just like she walks in dips her head in and looks around and that's when you reference oh, i'm mean, just getting a carpet maybe done. dating at 40 is like that like when you first date like yeah you see i i don't know but anyway so date goes well obviously really well and we we cut back to where we're at with your best scene where we're back at Trisha's place yes and they're making out on the bed and she's like well I'm gonna go get cleaned up uh why don't you go look at condoms or my ex is there in the drawer and he's sitting there on the bed just going through condom after condom and being fascinated oh yeah like he's never gone to when we were in school they took us to what the hell thing condom factory condom (laughs) they took us to the condom factory and they showed you you know tapes of putting a condom on a banana yeah he's it's like he's never seen a condom or how it actually feels he's putting it on his hand playing that he's aquaman he thinks he has to put it over his balls it breaks he yelps she's like nothing wrong and then it comes to the point where he's been fucking around with the condom so long her daughter shows oh, up yeah. with her boyfriend walks in the room and sees all these empty condom wrappers all over the bed then she comes out of the bathroom in her bra and underwear mind you so her daughter's boyfriend clear view of her hot mom in panties and brawl meanwhile he's sitting there just in shock and the daughter's boyfriend goes dude teach me i love that scene my favorite part of that is when when he's going through the condom rotation and he 
Yeah, he, he licks so he licks one, and, he goes, and then he gets one stuck on his foot, and he's got the. <laughs> Do you mind if I use the Magnum? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's it's the poker game. Oh, the bag when of sand. Andy's coworkers find out he's a virgin. So again, they ask him whether or not he would like to come play poker, and he says yes. They're all reluctant because he's a, a boring guy. You know, he goes earlier than this. He tells but Cal. Who, but who reached out? And it, it was David. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, because Cal is like, oh, what did you do this weekend? And he's like, well, I went and he tells him this long story about <laughs> making an egg sandwich. He made an egg salad sandwich. And he's like <laughs> three and a half, four hours. And he's like, by the time yeah. I made it, I didn't even want to eat it. With all the accoutrement. Yeah. And <laughs> Cal's like, what? <laughs> so they go to a poker game. They're playing poker. And he's really good at poker because he plays one to two hours of online poker well, every night. Here's, well, major logic issue. How'd they get into the store after hours? Right. Well, one of them was probably a keyhole. I, but still fucking, that's something I've always wanted to do to this day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they ask Andy, Andy's really good. He's kind of a ringer. And Jay has to uh, leave. He So he says, I, I've got to go. And they're like, how do you, how does your wife, you know, know? And he's like, it's it's an unspoken agreement. And they start telling sex stories. Oh. About, and, and what this, all right, we just got to play it. I dated this girl. For a while, she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty. And I'd be nailing her. Oh, shit. She'd be like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. She talked dirty to you? Oh, she loved to dirty talk. Totally into it. She'd be like, yeah, let's screw. Let's, I want to. Fuck. God, it was so dirty. She'd be like, oh, me so horny. Me love you long time. So Andy is beyond. Oh, she was like, me, me so horny. horny. Me love you long time. And you grab a woman's breast and it feels, feels like, like a bag of sand. Bag of sand. So that's all great. And then, but the thing that really drives it home, the thing that, that seals it is cutting to him, riding his bike home and going, me so horny, me so stupid. <laughs> and then he's in his apartment just going, ah, just, ah he's just he's walking just around pissing. screaming. And he's so mad. Oh, I love it. It's so good. And he's, those guys are cool. Everything's going to be fine. And he walks in. Hey, it's not. I've borked a lot of women. Yeah. You borked. And then, hey, man, hey, you gay? No, I'm not gay. Answer me this. Are you a virgin? <laughs> no, like when I was 12 or whatever he says. So my next one is where Jay sets up Andy on a date with oh. a quote unquote woman he is friends with yeah. at a hotel room. I am Jay's party. That's the funniest thing. Oh, it's. Andy notices this woman, and it's definitely not a woman. It's somebody in drag. Yes. But apparently, it kind of comes across he was just nice, and they just hung out. But the next day, it's Smart Tech. Yes. He takes him into, like, this private booth. Like, these stores back then would have these sealed-off rooms with a home entertainment yeah. center where you can watch, listen to the audio without distracting yep. the rest of the customers. He starts fucking laying into Jay. A transvestite prostitute isn't helping me, man. What? Ain't nobody hiring no damn transvestite. Right. What are you talking about? She you was better. really nice, incidentally. If that sister was a transvestite, that was the Mona Lisa of transvestites. You got a Hummer from the tranny, didn't you? Hey, you know, aren't we owed one now? Because technically we paid her. She had a dick, man. Do you guys even like me? Or is this some sort of cruel joke that you're all in on? Because I'm not a freak. I'm a good person. So you're saying she was definitely a man? 
Yes. Okay, well, how did you know that she was a man? Because her hands were as big as Andre the Giant's. And she had an Adam's apple as big as her balls. So you have no proof. Do you fuck? Are you a fucking friend of mine? Because <laughs> do you guys actually like me? Do you guys actually like me? Jake doesn't want to admit the fact that he had sex or at least got a blow He's job. Like, you got a Hummer from the train, which. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it's not our words. Not our words. This, but the, this is 2005. 2005 humor. It doesn't age well. But he says, you got a you got a Hummer from the tranny. Yeah. And he's like, if that's a tranny, she's the Mona Lisa of trannies. <laughs> but he just starts laying into him where as the door is sealed to that yeah. thing. You can't hear inside if you're an outside customer. That's where Beth notices. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead. And just we'll talk about that scene real quick. I, one of my favorite scenes is Cal tells Andy, Andy says, don't listen to Jay and don't listen to You're David. Listen stupid. to me. And he tells him this whole thing about you got to plant a lot of seeds and wait for them to grow. Yeah. And so then he's you like, fuck it. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, so how do I do it? And he's like, just go in there and talk to that woman. And Beth works at the bookstore. Beth works across. Yeah. Across the, the street, whatever. At this bookstore. And he says, just ask questions. Women don't want to hear you talk. They want to talk about themselves. So he's like, only ask questions. And he says, think David Caruso in Jade, Jade, which is a terrible movie. But yeah, he says, horrible. And he, he says, like, he, she's like. But he says it in a creepy cadence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So play, play a bit of that. Do you like to do it yourself? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, if uh, the mood strikes. <laughs> How is the mood striking you now? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? I'm, uh, Beth. Andy. Andy? Don't tell me, okay, Andy? I won't. Unless you want to be told on. Beth. Do you like to be told on or do you want to be like and a, she's fucking eating it up so the best part of that is well two things so this leads us to she he she is like wet for him when he oh, leaves beyond she's like this guy is a badass she says he looks like owen wilson or luke wilson whatever one it is <laughs> looks like luke wilson luke wilson wow so she's he's um in the uh in the booth like you said just fucking she's like he is a total badass because she thinks he's in there like reading him the right yeah. like he's a manager or but something. actually he's just defending himself yeah. and wondering why his friends are doing this shit to so him. yeah the whole party it's funny because they're outside breaking light tubes which and it, his date with trish goes terribly because the daughter came home and stuff so they're like he ain't gonna do this willingly we gotta force his hand so they, and what does jay tell him you're putting a pussy on a pedestal yeah. like pussalaya so they force him to they buy him a hooker and they uh you know a sex worker and they they tell him where to be and jay insults him because he says what are you doing tonight and he's like nothing he's like you want to come to this party he goes will yeah colorful. i'm not doing anything and he's like yeah i know you weren't <laughs> like they're like not nice to this guy so he shows up and uh he goes are you nice hotel room are you here for jay's party yes she says yes yeah, I, am. I am i am jay's party but uh so but the other thing about beth they all comes full circle is at the speed dating he tries the david caruso question thing again <laughs> and he says to the lady hi hi how are you i'm fine are you fine yeah you're fine then are you fucking retarded what the hell's the matter with you? Do you want me to be fucking retarded? 
what? Like, like she's so like, are you fucking retarded? Yeah. You want me to be fucking retarded? <laughs> yeah. That's what she says. Uh, my next uh, best scene is Andy's boss hitting on him by singing to him. Oh, it's so good. So this originally was written Love for a male, as I said. And then when somebody suggested Jane Lynch or they found Jane Lynch, they were like, she's got the part. Let's yeah. rewrite Be it. Be Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch's character, Paula, again, she is the GM. She of wants Smart to Tech. hand. She wants to help Andy out with this problem, which is nice. And she's like, we can just we can be fuck buddies. But she tells him the whole story about she's like, you see this body <laughs> I developed very early. I had this body when I was 12 or something, she says. <laughs> oh, man. And she tells him the Guatemalan gardener before he made sweet love to me for the first time that was that was gentle. He sang this love song. It had a soccer ball. It's in a it. Guatemalan love song. So I have the the translated okay. lyrics. I got I'm the translated lyrics. Excited which for she this. She sw- sings this Guatemalan love song, and it's great. Here, I'll play a little bit of it for you. All right, Kevin, translate. Okay, so Javier's song he used to sing. Here's the actual translation. When you clean my room, I can't find anything. Where are you going in such a hurry? To the football game? (laughs) Which makes it even funnier. (laughs) And she sings it so passionately. Yeah, yes, it's so good. Okay, my last one, and I had to bring this up. It's his older Indian. Okay, look, we got to bring up the, the elephant in the room. Yeah. Not the older Indian guy. The younger Indian guy. Yeah. He's in prison. In real life? Yes, for attempted murder. Today's forecast, dark and cloudy. And chance of drive-by. You mean the guy with the hair? Yes. Really? Yeah. So his older one, his name's Mooge. And once again, Andy shows up to work next day, not thinking David or the boys will say that they're a virgin. He comes up and gives him the whole spiel about. Holy shit, man, you got to get on that. Life isn't about sex. Life is about children and passion. Yeah. And spirit. Yeah, it's life's about passion. It's not about fucking and balls and pussy. It's about love. It's about people. It's about connection. It's all about connections. It's such about cock and ass and kits mm-hmm. and butthole pleasures. It's not about butthole pleasures at all. It's not about this rusty trombone and dirty Sanchez. Please stop. And the Cincinnati bow tie. Moosh. And the pussy juice cocktail. And the shit stained balls. Moosh, just please stop. <laughs> it's like you don't expect a guy of his advanced age to start dropping sexual maneuvers and sexual terminology and the the look on andy's face is fucking priceless and he always goes back and forth with moves he's like, oh fuck a goat yeah he my sister's says- dick looks big on tv <laughs> a 60 inch tv yes shelly malil the other guy he's came home he found his girlfriend drinking wine with another man and he stabbed her 20 times oh And so she it, survived, but it, she's got... What is he facing? I think life. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, life in prison. So he's a life in prison. He says, it's funny because he tries, they use that racial, racial epithet where he says, dark and stormy with a chance of drive-by or whatever. He's yeah, like a he black joke. Dude, he made a ton in that movie. And then, look who's in prison now, guy. Yeah, no shit. So I have a couple more. 
Uh, Leslie Mann drunk driving. Drunk driving, not funny. Don't no. do it, please. You know, the, one of the first times they go out with Andy, it's going really well. Very well. They go, they find this bachelorette party and, and Jay tells them, drunk girl, puke in her hair. That's the girl you want. Hey guys, Betty Cocker. Yeah. Who wants penis cake? <laughs> he, uh, so they find Leslie Mann and she, you know, he's, he, she's like, uh, can you drive? He's like, oh, I don't have a car with me. She's like, guess I'll just stick it up. Yeah, and, and she then, has to blow into a breathalyzer to which, put in the ignition. Which he does. She's rapping Missy Elliott the whole time. And he's, uh, see, this is where, to me, Steve Carell is just an acting. Um, the way that he's pinned in his seat and his his mannerisms as she's swerving in and out of traffic. So, and she's hitting cars. And she hits, she falls asleep and hits cars. She says, you're not looking at yes, me. Yes, you're pretty. Do you think I'm pretty? Mm -hmm. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I'm you're pretty. You're pretty. God, I just want to win! God, I hope I get my period soon. I am in a bad um, mood. Okay. I'm so tired. Hey, hey, go! Go! Move, go! Move, go! Go away! Go! Oh. Off the wheel. Jeez. I'm not going to get my pants acting like that. Starving. Let's get some fucking French toast. I want some fucking French toast. They almost get to her house. Do you think I'm? Do you think I'm pretty? Yes, <laughs> I think you're pretty. So she gets in a collision. The car spins around. She says that car came out of nowhere. And then she goes, "I'll still have sex with you." Oh, that actually no. prior to that, yeah. She she burps, and you think it's it's vomit going to come up. And she goes, I, I had a shellfish sandwich. Yeah, bad shellfish sandwich. And then uh, she pukes on his face. I mean, it looks like Pepto-Bismol. And it's so bad. And he says, it looks like the stuff. And he says, did you have a daiquiri tonight? Yeah. I thought you might. After he's got all this puke on his face, she goes, I'll, st I'll still have sex with you. And he goes, yeah, I think I'll take a pass on it. Yeah, I'll take a pass on that. With that said, uh, no. Yeah, there is swimming pool in this movie. When... Outside of Andy's apartment. That's right. He talks to his old neighbor. They watch Survivor together. There's a big, nice swimming pool. You see it again when David drops off the big box of porn. No, I don't want your big box of porn. Boner Jams 03. Yeah, so Everybody there is a big swimming Raymond. pool. Let's go ahead and get out of that swimming pool. Pool check. Almost every movie we cover has a swimming pool. I know. Think about it. How perfect is that? It's apropos. So this week we're doing 2005 music videos. We've yes. never done them. This was very hard. This is There's funny. years where you and I are like, how do you pick five videos? This is crazy. This is weird. There's a lot of weird European shit. Yeah, and 2005 lot. was like, this might be the worst era of music ever. It's bad. Ever. It's bad. No matter what year we cover, there's always a Mark Morrison video. Despite him being a one-hit wonder. When yeah. I'm going through the list of videos released, I was like, fucking, of course, Mark Morrison released a video. Simply Red. There was old yeah. bands that Go-Go's released a video in yeah. 05, which There's, is weird. It's basically three or four artists that had like five videos. Like, uh, not spoil it, but 50 Cent, Kelly Clarkson. Kanye. Melanie C from Spice Girls decided, hey, now it's my time, damn yeah, it. There were like Nelly. There were like artists that just had five videos yeah. in one year and that was just music so my number five it's a song that fucking i have cried listening to this song i will admit it cold play fix you okay lights will guide you home and
love the video. Chris Martin. I almost said Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer. No, the former Browns coach, Chris Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> go Browns. No, it's they use a lot of slow-mo effects in this. It's a lot of dark uh like night scenes, but it leads up to him finally when the song starts doing a higher crescendo, you do a live concert and it fucking gives me goosebumps every yeah. time. They do it's a concert live at Wembley. But I'll never forget to me this song if you've ever seen I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan as you all know. I love The West Wing, but he also did an HBO TV show called The Newsroom. There's an episode in the first season of The Newsroom where The Newsroom is based off a real life event. So Gabby Gifford's getting shot. They did an episode about that in a newsroom where they played Fix You to it. This song just it's one of those there's probably 10 songs ever that have given me goosebumps. This is one of them. And the music video is just perfect for it. So I- I'm not familiar with the video, but I will tell you that I will ruin the song for you because it's this emotional song that has this build up, like you said. I will try to fix Fix you. you. But I sing it as, I will try to fuck you. (laughs) And it's like, if you took a song with that emotion and like literally changed it to fuck you. I'm surprised they didn't use it in this movie. Yeah. My number five, embarrassing, 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 only picking it oh, to prove on. to you what 2005 was. And it's Eminem ass like that. Ah, uh, mine them. The way you move it, you make my PB go. Just like the Simpson. I only picked this again. 2005 was so bad. This song is essentially Eminem shouting out celebrity asses. That's all it is. He names a celebrity and he's like, ass like that. And he's just, it's nuts. It's mindless shit. It's so crazy. He basically says, I ain't ever seen an ass like that. You make my pee pee go boing, boing, boing. There's one part. It's so problematic now. It was problematic then, but it's way more problematic now where he says, Hillary Duff is not quite old enough, so I ain't never seen a butt like that. So instead of saying ass like that, since she was but. underage, hey, he said butt. He said butt. But it's like, is it really funny to rap about an underage girl's ass? Isn't it crazy, though, in 16 years, how much of pop culture and acceptance has changed? Oh, yeah. Like, just describing this movie, we have to preface things. Oh, it's yeah. like, like, we're not saying it. This is what they said in the well, movie. You know, we thankfully had Rob, our lifeguard, on last week for Can't Hardly Wait. Great episode. And we talked about, we've been talking about it for weeks. You know, that 1999 jackass called. we've discussed it many times toxic masculinity and anger and all these things that were associated with that time homophobia homophobia especially so 40 year old virgin is nothing but like gay jokes trans jokes yeah uh you know just you know how i know you're gay yeah it's all of asia it just it does not hold up because of that at all like this movie would not be able to be made now no and thankfully now you don't see that humor in a movie and if somebody does they're canceled good exactly i agree my number four is something that i had to include on this because it's fucking bonkers and it's european and i'm pretty sure when cell phones started getting more and more popular around this time this is the fucking ringtone you would have it's crazy frog axel oh yeah You 
Axel F. You couldn't. I mean, it's originally done by Harold Faltemeyer, Beverly Hills Cop. It's Axel Foley's theme. We all know that song. But then there was this period in time in this era where European dance club music yeah. decided to pick up on an 80s, yep. move up the BPMs, and then. Dun, 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 and then dun, dun, they dun, added dun. the frog noise. Then they added the fucking frog noise. And this is CG frog. Dude, a crazy frog. Yeah. Dun, then, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. All I remember is like ringtone commercials. Yeah. Nobody really wanted to listen to that song in their car. Yeah. They wanted it on their phone. And then because of the successfulness of this song, Sony PS2 publishers in Europe decided to release a Beverly Hills Cop game in 2005 because of Crazy Frog. Everybody wanted some of that BHC flavor. He had to fight Crazy Frog at the end. (laughs) My number four. Look at this graph. And what the fuck is on Joey's head? Kim's the first girl I kissed. I was so nervous that I nearly missed. What the f- what? <laughs> Chad Kroger goes down memory lane. Uh, it's so why like <laughs> this video is literally again Nickelback. Everybody shits on Nickelback. They're the biggest joke in the world, but they exist for a reason. They do. Like, they still sell out concerts. They still go platinum. People still like them. So somebody likes them somewhere. And it's the haters, probably a lot of them, that actually secretly like Nickelback. Oh, yeah. But this fucking video was made better with that six oh, second. Look at, bu- look at this graph. Yep. It's just so I, I, I couldn't in basically all my picture jokes because for the most part, because same here, I don't even have five yet. So I'm gonna have to come up with something on the fly. But it was like all jokes because 2005 was it terrible. Shit. It was shit. awful. Shit. Speaking of shit, shit's coming up on my number three. Kevin, we've brought up this song before. We've watched videos that cover it. It's a group called Frickin' A, Kevin. Not fucking A, Frickin' A, with their cover of Jesse's Girl. You know I wish that I had Jesse's Girl. What? It is fucking their song. It's horrible. It's sped up a little bit. The video looks like something. They were like, oh, you know what? American Pie shot at this high school. We'll do exterior scenes from this high school. And it's just like, Jesse is a friend and he's been a good friend of mine. It's very fucking sped up. The guy is not, I would say like, oh, five glammed up their lead singer, mm-hmm. you know, like guy lights and low lights and all the shit. The song is abysmal. The video is even more abysmal. I would have been remissed if I did not bring up freaking A, Jesse's Girl cover. All right, I'm going to pick. I have some notes on a few because I'm saving my last two, two and one I have. So I'm going to go Nelly Grills. <laughs> oh, smile for me daddy yeah. let me see your grill rob the jewelry store tell him make me a grill so we have nelly and paul wall and i don't remember who else paul wall is a guy who has really gotten better with age he looks good now he's he lost i mean it's not like he was huge but the style he of was overweight. He was overweight. Is this enormous clothing yeah and he had that awful like spit drip goatee thing that sort of looks like a genie goatee yeah. so now he's got some more appropriate facial hair he's 
thinned down a lot and now he wears properly fitting clothing and he looks a lot better he, he doesn't great. look slovenly he looks great but this video it's just again time capsule it's a bunch of people rapping with real tight zoom ins on their mouth and it's like girls who are very turned on by guys with grills grills yeah which is great really weird. doesn't want that so my number two we're going back to the european area kevin band called gold frap yeah with number one Goldfrap had themselves a moment around that time. Uh, they had a big moment. This video is fucking weird for the fact that, except for the lead singer, everybody in this video were replaced by dog heads. Mm-hmm. So it was just dog heads singing along to Goldfrap. I had to pick this because I found it strange and unusual. Goldfrap still sounds to me like a Starbucks drink. I'd like a Gold Frappuccino extra Never. whip. Goldfrap, please. You put any of regular milk in that, I will fucking kill you. Uh put some bacon in it <laughs> uh my number two gorillas feel good ink hell yeah yeah so awesome animated video kind of has to be animated because they're a virtual band. Yeah, they're, they're not real. Not a real band. Basically, the song and the video are an anthem of resistance against being dumbed down by mass culture. There's a floating island and a windmill. De La Soul's in the video, but they appear as themselves on a yeah. screen. But they still use that as part of the video where the one member is watching this video and he's like trying to resist being sucked in by what I mean, based on the videos that we've covered, I get why this song was made because they were like, avoid this This shit. This is shit. Like gorillas. I mean, I think this was probably a lot of people's introduction to gorillas. Yeah, I would say so. Thank more was Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood probably. And then, yeah, but this, uh, this was huge. Feel good ink was enormous. Okay, so my numero uno. Number one. Kanye heard him say. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way. Nothing lasts forever, but be honest, babe. Oh, okay. Michelle Gondry video. Yeah. And Michelle Gondry's fucking nuts. It's animated. I thought you were going to go maybe Gold Digger. No, I did not. Jamie Foxx's Ray Charles. I like, I prefer this better. It's a great great. video. It's It's a good song. And and what we've brought up, well, Kevin's brought up, you've brought up Michelle Gondry in the past. Oh, yeah. style of video. It's just perfect for this song. He he made, I mean, our daughter's named Clementine in, uh, you watch Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. You watch Be Kind Rewind. You you watch some of his movies. Unfortunately, he made green hornet with seth rogan well we we all have our fuck uh but he he's made tons hundreds of music videos one of my favorite lucas with the lid off is a great one he made yeah this kanye i i know you're listening you're in atlanta in yeah. your jail cell donde you're uh at the unit what is what's the arena there mercedes benz arena come on release it yeah release it stop holding people hostage and release the album everybody wants it release the Dundee. changing it on the uh the release date on apple come on just do it release it although don't release it if it's going to sound like yay did i'm still waiting for a college dropout too okay through the wire i've got my number one Number one. My chemical romance, I'm not okay. okay. 
Nice. It's a trailer to a teen movie. It's fucking great. It's like this, just an awesome music video directed by Mark Webb, who directed 500 Days of Summer in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. Which I don't mind. And so the funny thing about picking this one, well, two things. One, in college, one of my video assignments was to make a music video. I made it to this, but I did this uh, very Mr. Bill thing. I did stop motion with toys, but in some of the shots, you could see my hand. Yeah. So it's like G.I. Joe's drowning and like, you know, a bunch of G.I. Joe's standing around or like He-Man figures like Master Universe getting hit by cars and stuff like my professor loved it he was like this is so awesome like he's like really like like the mr bill thing it's great but the the reason one of the reasons i wanted to pick this is because this album to goth kids is like the beatles white album or like dark side of the moon so we lived this obviously when it was released and it was just an album that was released but to these you know i hate to say like hot topic culture kids but like these kids absolutely like this is the holy grail for them this album is like number one ever i mean the title of the song is i'm not okay yeah uh, honorable mentions you have honorable uh, mentions again 50 cent candy shop oh yeah it's so bad it's a great well it's a great strip club song. uh r kelly trapped in the closet for nintendo ds because <laughs> <laughs> throwback to a previous episode <laughs> my humps black eyed peas That's right oh hollaback girl so okay my humps but right honky yep. tonk badonka donk trace adkins you know how many times I've played this fucking song? Really? Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Green Day, "Wake Me Up When September Ends," and the I one I really, song. really wanted to put on here was <laughs> I told Dana today. I was like, this guy for one year of his life got so much trim, and Dana was like, "What's trim?" Because <laughs> I was like, "It's James Blunt. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. He says beautiful." and he so in this video he strips down like half naked leaves his stuff down and then he jumps in the ocean but he got killed by a dolphin dude probably cleaned up (sighs) and he's so self-aware because after the one hit wonder on twitter pretentious people like laugh at him and stuff and he's so funny yeah james blunt you're beautiful 2005 sucked it was fucking horrible sucked in 2005 i think it sucked well you and i both said probably 06 is probably going to be the cutoff where we can do music videos right because beyond that there's no point no after 2006 it's young doll for nothing exactly and i (laughs) is that up anymore because it's it that video has gone down or off of youtube i don't know one of the biggest culture shock ever when kevin's like go check out this young doll video what was the name of the uh the song i don't even know which one i don't remember what it was but it's full on nudity (laughs) on youtube i was like what the fuck is this everybody's running right now young Dolph. young Dolph. i love young Dolph. yes all right let's uh let's get back in that pool everybody back in the pool i drive a bike okay mr schwinn fucking armstrong who asked you to drive a bike oh you know what i'm not the only person in the world who rides a bike yeah everyone rides a bike with their fucking six critical question this week that's a good one i'll go first what would a 40 year old virgin sequel be so again we mentioned knocked up originally was gonna be a sequel to 40 year old virgin before it became its own movie i'll go and i will say okay so my sequel takes place now you know released in 2021 2022 andy and trish are divorced so basically his situation his fear of sex also means he was never in a meaningful relationship how could he be in a meaningful relationship without sex you know so he doesn't know 
He's lived alone. He doesn't know how to manage a relationship. So him and Trish, it just doesn't work out. They still have a good relationship, but he was, he just, he couldn't navigate through marriage. Before the divorce, Andy and Trish had a son. He's now, let's say approximately 16. He lives with Andy. I don't know the logistics behind it, but the son lives with Andy. Andy's stereo store it flopped because it would not have been able to survive do you see any stereo stores no and plus after the downturn of 09 it his dreams would have been but now he sold all his vintage toys he had five hundred thousand dollars which is gone so well no i think what he did was you know he spent some money on the wedding he invested some of the money and then he used some of the money to start the stereo store so those investments because andy is a smart guy who had a lot of alone time i mean he He'd be invested in like Dogecoin now. You got to think he lives in this apartment and has all this stuff, but he works at smart tech. They're making nothing. He was probably making $8 an hour. So he's obviously smart with money. So I think he invested some of the money. He now has set himself up. He owns a vintage toy store. He goes, I'd like to have, maybe it started with, I'd like to have some of those toys back. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's got a full blown vintage toy store that he sells. We see Andy go on dates. He now has a healthy relationship with sex. Okay. He can now like go on Tinder and have sex and he's not scared of it. You know, and he's really good at sex. Maybe that's a joke in the movie. He's great at sex. He puts in that extra effort. He sees his friends often. So Cal, David, Jay, he sees them. You know, they make cameos in the movie. And I think there's probably some comedy revolving around one of his. So he can't be at the toy store all the time being a single parent. So he has a coworker who works at the toy shop. You get an up and coming comedian, you know, a whoever you just, you get an up and coming comedian who's his coworker at the toy store. There's a lot of comedy that comes from that. And I say the movie really revolves around Andy's teenage son. Who's the opposite of Andy. So Andy was a a 40 year old virgin. His son (laughs) is like a sexually active, like coos hound. Yeah. And maybe his son, his 16 year old son gets a girl pregnant and we have how they deal with that. That, you his know. uncle jay why did you pull out yeah yes exactly so we have this uh it would go well that way okay i think yours will probably definitely beat mine i would have done a sequel five years after okay so after their sexual you know the capping off their wedding church becomes pregnant they have a son so by this time this son is five years old or i've even said it would have been interesting had a daughter yeah so how does he cope with a daughter at that age andy is trying at this point, he starts a store. This time, it would be around 2010. So say he starts a store around, say, 07, right before the bubble burst. He loses everything. Okay. He, everything he invested is gone. All of his toys, he, used, he threw everything. Gone. So you have the strain of raising either a boy or a girl with Trish after they lost everything. So Trish has to scramble because you have to remember, she had an eBay store. Yeah. So by the time 2010 came around, they neither, it, have, neither of them have jobs. They have to figure out what to do and scramble. So Andy at this time too, I think even like your smart tech circuit city, those are pretty much out the door. So he really has nothing to fall back on. So Andy, or maybe even Trish decides, you know, I'm going to start going to night school and we're going to try to do something with myself to try to do something. Cause our son at or daughter need to have a better world. So Andy falls back on being like a stay at home dad, maybe while Trish decides I'm going to be the breadwinner. Cause we don't really know much of Trish's backstory besides right. the eBay store. Maybe she has a degree or something like in business. So Andy is, you know, you know, maybe stay, Staying at home at night trying to raise the kid and he's trying to teach the kids because at this point Andy is still somewhat awkward yeah so Andy falls back on Andy being hey you gotta like these toys and then Uncle Jay Uncle Cal Uncle David come into the picture they try to nurture and help Andy through these rough times but I think 
the strain of Andy having all this money, losing it, his dreams dash puts a strain on his him and Trisha's relationship, which sure. I think inevitably Trisha's like, listen, Andy, I don't know what you're going to do with your life because everything you wanted is now gone. You have no mm-hmm. direction or future and I'm bringing home the money. They get a divorce. So maybe there's also some sort of a custody I mean, issue, too. This is like a logic thing. But how do you not think that this movie ends with divorce? Because I mean, Andy's a pretty agreeable dude and seems amicable enough, but like he's, he's very never naive. been in a relationship. He ever. doesn't. He has no idea idea what it takes to make a relationship to, to cohabitate to live with somebody you're encouraging me to quit my job i'm not i'm not trying to- you want me to open a store you want me to sell everything you know what i'm gonna tell you something i don't just change like that i can't just change for you and i don't i don't I'm not trying to change you i like you I just, I'm trying to help you grow up, Andy. Well, thanks a lot. I mean, my God, you ride a bicycle to work in a stock room. You know what? I'm not in the stock room anymore. I'm a floor manager. Okay. And I ride a bike because I like to. Einstein rode a bike. He had a wife who he fucked, by the way. Especially because Trish has still has a six-year-old daughter. Yeah. So like, And an older daughter, and too. And an older daughter who's, you know, five years probably out of the house, maybe. But, like, it's it's just this relationship was, like, doomed. Yeah. You don't want to get into so a whole... So yours is just all negative? Like, there's no comedy? Like, <laughs> Maybe it's more of a dark comedy. Wow. How does Andy pull himself I don't out? want it to be, like, a Kramer be versus a, Kramer. A funny people, like... <laughs> <laughs> Rather than uh, this is for no, I would interject. I mean, that's where Cal, Dave, yeah. and Jay. Well, I think come a in. lot of the comedy is in a uh, three minute a baby type way. Yes, because like, uh, oh shit, what if Trish goes off, and then you basically have four men yeah. and a five year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there'd be a lot of comedy around that. Yeah, let's move into logic. It all could have been different, Mister Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. Well, nature did take its course, and over the last fifteen years, electronic stores are obsolete i mean mostly yeah mostly i mean what's electronic stores sell they sell tvs laptops tablets sell your stuff on ebay stores are even more obsolete (laughs) they should have been obsolete before they started because it's not hard to sell on ebay it never it wasn't even back then selling your stuff on ebay i do it every day targeting geriatrics right because they can't get around a computer interface i I mean selling stuff on ebay is so easy take a picture click a fucking button add a description done right so you look back again this movie is very dated in that way and it's like in 2005 andy's dream was to open a stereo store a stereo store and the funny thing if you think about it me and you love boogie nights yeah don Cheadle's character his dream was to open up a stereo store And it's perfect for 1977. Yeah, right. Not 2005. Now, in uh, Snowfall on FX, yeah. the guy's whole thing opened a stereo store. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was a big dream people had that it's, it's like anything. It, no matter what your hobby is. Like, I'm looking at these wrestling figures. Like, everything has yeah. a bubble. Uh, vintage video games. You know, yeah, retro video games. We got out of that bubble. We got out of it. It's still growing. All this stuff goes through cycles. Uh, there's a time and place you could open a retro video game store. It would be slamming to quote Kenny Fisher, it would be two or three years maybe. And then the bubble breaks Breaks. and then what? Yeah. You either have to adapt as a business or you go under supply versus demand, you know, get out while you can. So 
my first logic, I mean, if, if you didn't mention, again, we wanted to look back at this movie and just say, like, the jokes are outdated, everything's outdated, yeah. but it's still really funny. It's, it's still, I like it. Steve Carell's hair is probably my biggest issue. It's just, like, Steve Carell's like a zaddy now. He's got the yeah. salt and salt and pepper and the nice beard yeah. and the glass. Like, he looks... He's more of a sex symbol now. He's, yeah, he's way yeah. more of a sex symbol now than in 40-year-old version. That hair is just like, it's ugh. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. How do four guys in basically the same department get off over an hour for lunch at the same time during speed dating <laughs> the question is you don't really see that many other employees no, in that these store. four dudes are always leaving when andy runs out of the store when everybody knows he's a virgin david chases him instead of going back into work they go and have a coffee you think there was a scene in this movie where even paula leaves the store with them be yeah. like hey, let's just go we'll just lock it up I, just, there's never it's very empire records yeah it right. has that type right. of just like empire yeah. records makes sense yeah. i mean i've worked at a place like that like you could just but even in empire records you have you know there's people that can change shifts. Yeah. This is just like fucking go. Right. Like four of them are like, hey, we brought you a shirt. We're going to, we're going to go to lunch around yeah. the corner. And he's like, okay. David gets drunk, pulls down his pants and <laughs> takes a picture of his ass. And it's on every CRT TV. Fucking Jay is bored, decides to watch Dawn of the Dead remake. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Bitch, get out the room. Bitch, get out the room. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's so good. Here's the other thing. And you brought it up. How does Trish get into his apartment? Yeah. How? Yeah. She's just fucking walking around thinking she's he's a serial killer. What's this? Is this your your date drug? Your roofie? It's a Mentos. They're the fresh maker. Yeah, right. What are you, some kind of sex pervert? Are you a deviant? No, or I'm not a sexual well, deviant. What is all this? I haven't even tried to have sex with you, so. What are you trying to do? What are you buttering me up for? Oh, come on. Well, you're not gonna try and kill me, are you? Look. <laughs> Trish. You didn't get a new carpet. That would have been an interesting twist. Yeah. If you wanted to go dark with this you movie. You could make one of those horror trailers. Yeah. Oh well, sort of like the Willy Wonka trailer. Yeah. The horror movie one. Um, I... I, yeah, there's there's a lot. So uh, another very, very problematic scene that we didn't mention is Andy goes home with Beth, who's super into him. Oh, she's... You know, she had the David Caruso moment. She had watching him at work. She's fucking She insane. sees him at the club, and she's like, he's like, how are you? And she's like, much better now that you're here. She's yeah. like, do you want to get out of here? And yeah. he's like, okay. And he... It's funny, because everything he says, she still perceives it in, a, in another way. Yeah. So he says, I hope you got a big trunk, because I'm parking my bike in it. Yeah. Or whatever. And she thinks he he's wants to do anal, but yeah. instead he literally has a bike. They go back to her apartment. And he's he's recovering from the oh, mantle yes. lantern. Yeah. And you could tell he got into shape because he's defined so They're somewhat. basically undressing in front of each other. And he, we didn't even mention the waxing scene. Yeah. So the iconic scene in this movie is like. Cocksucker, oh, motherfucker. You pulled on two. You pulled on two. Why did you pull on three? Three pie no, Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. ah! <laughs> 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 oh, done? Yes. Oh, that's fucked Shit. up. Balls. Oh, that's fucked up. Jay tells Andy that he needs to to get rid manicure of manicure himself. Yeah, they like start with that chest hair. So they take him to get his chest hair waxed. Which, if you know how this was filmed, Steve Carell says we're we're doing it. Like. Yeah. We're just going to do it. It's one take. That's it. You and can't they didn't know how he's going to react. They had to keep the take. And like he's actually bleeding and stuff. So they wax him while his friends stand there and watch. And there are certain times when you watch like oh, they're his corpsing. friends on camera. They're fucking losing it. Yeah, they're It's corpsing. genuine. Yeah, send for the man. 
And so he gets whacked. So he gives up after they turn him into a jack-o'-lantern, basically eyes, a nose, and a mouth. This is not a good look for me! Yeah, so they, him and Beth are undressing, and she goes, oh, you're you're kinky. <laughs> and he's, he's like, so oh, drunk. yeah, that was a fun day. Yeah. And again, everything that she sees of him, she thinks he's this like kinky bastard, kinky, like he wants weird sex and he's just awkward. And it's just a misunderstanding. It's a great dichotomy. So she's like, uh, I want to show you what turns me on. She's taking a bath for him and she proceeds to start masturbating with the shower head. Yeah. And he's very like, he says, <laughs> that look on his face he where he's a swain. Oh, like, this is graphic. And when he goes to walk out of the room, his friends are there in the yeah, other room. Just, they appear. And of course, Jay says, I hit it like eight months back. What? Never gave her back the key, man. You you have no idea where this is going, right? That girl is a freak. Even Cal is like, get the fuck out of here. Well, that's the thing. So he gets out of Cal goes in, (laughs) goes in. That's what's problematic. Yeah. So she's in there with Andy expecting to have sex with Andy. Andy leaves the room. Cal walks in. How you doing? How you doing? Takes it. I'm Cal. Takes his shirt Shirt off. off. That's like a bait and switch. That's yeah. really, really, out. really weird. It's fucked up. Yeah. And what happened after? She should have screamed and said, get the fuck out of here. Who are you? Yeah. But it's almost filmed she's in a way a, where she's like, she fine. loves it. Like, whatever. She don't care. She's just like, whoever, whatever. Yeah. She's a kinky bitch. Yeah. Period of time. Like I said, real quick, maybe you're right. Maybe there was a key holder. But even that, it's like cops are going to go by at like oh, two yeah. in the morning and go, why are lights on in an electronic store? We see there's commotion in there. I have a few. Cal is using a Nintendo 64 controller to play Mortal Kombat Deception, which was only released on GameCube, PS2, and OG Xbox. <laughs> so, right. playing a- I love his gaming chair. His gaming chair is so yeah. fucking has a HOTAS on it and everything. Yeah, right. And he always has a still of Halo on a TV at all times there's yeah. always a still yes. this is weird yeah that's what, when he's at the poker game that's what he says he goes uh ow he's a, a hour or two a night playing online poker when i'm not playing halo yeah which at that time halo was like the biggest thing oh, it was the best og xbox yeah halo. so two things my my big reason like my big always talk about it cat tannings is bad yeah in this movie so it's not until the basically after the sex ed talk actually the sex ed scene is kind of like the first bad cat did because when when we first meet her and she's screaming at her mom like why can't you why can you have sex and i can't which is, which is fine. fine and then she's when steve girl's doing magic for her youngest daughter and she's like so he does magic and rides a bike cool cool fine sex ed talk when she's like well instead of having intercourse you could have outer course outer course Oh, what's that? It's just stupid. It's like, like nailed it in. And then in the car and he's like, you know, I said that stuff just to help you out. And she goes, I made that all up to help you out. Uh, no, you didn't. It's, it's so bad. And when you can see that someone. She, she could have been so much more heartwarming. Yes. Like, you know, I, it's like. <sighs> but then it all leads up to the culmination of the worst acting ever, which is when her mom's crying because she had to fight with Andy and, her, and she's like, oh, mom. Why don't you take my car and go? It's like, it's so I think a better, bad. there could have been somebody better for that role. I mean, I just, there's no emotion it. behind just it. Just shoot it a couple times. Like that's the best take. It's some of the worst acting I've seen in a major you movie. You don't think Apatow could have been like, Hey cat, can we have just more yeah. please? Yeah. She goes, Oh mom, I just, I hate to see you sad. Like it's, it's, just, it's meaningless. And words. it's like, 
Catherine Keener is an incredible actress, like acting opposite of, and I've seen Kat Dennings and other stuff and she's great. She's yeah. fine. Yeah. Anything after this. Great. But in this movie, there's this couple scenes where it's just like, she's so bad. And then my other thing, the jump cut. What's up, baby? I didn't know you became Hey, baby. hey, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man, no, tonight is the night. Also something that's completely unacceptable in a major Hollywood motion picture. Yeah. Steve Carell, drunk in the club, doing shots, talking to Cal, and Cal says, are you okay? And he goes like, uh, one of the best jokes is he's like, how many of you, how many drinks have you had? And he goes, how many times have you gone to the bathroom in your life? <laughs> how many pots have you smoking? Fuck you. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. And then Jay walks over and when he stands up, they change the angle. But when he stands up, they're not laughing. When they cut, they're laughing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's a straight up jump cut that needed another half second. It's just a weird edit. Yeah. That literally doesn't, you can't get away with that in another movie. Yeah, it disassociates you from a movie. So strange. Every I, The first time I saw that, I was like, did something skip? Yeah, like, it's what there, it's, it seems. It's shoddy editing. It's, it's like just lazy. Disc seems like it skips because he starts to stand up. They cut to them standing, but when they cut to them standing, they're laughing. Yeah. So weird. I I mean, that's pretty much. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Logic, again. Legacy. Legacy. I mean, it launched Steve Carell. Oh, God did it. Steve Carell has been in like all these Oscar nominated movies now. I can remember Steve Carell being in McDonald's commercials yeah. in the 80s. Right. Presenting the McDonald's three for all. Just three bucks for all this. The triple taste of a McDonald's triple cheeseburger, a large order of fries, and a medium Coke classic. Yeah. And now it's like he was in Foxcatcher and he's in all these like big you know oscar bait type movies and he's a great actor and everybody wants him to be michael scott one more time yeah and you've got seth rogan early seth rogan yeah paul rudd hasn't aged he looks better now than in this movie romany falco unfortunately like, he did weeds but nothing. he's done some other stuff yeah like, he takes on different kind of roles now i love him as like the more featured romany keep going romany falco Mo, yeah. romany malco yeah the more featured he is like the better for me but he like he's in night school you don't even barely recognize him because they have like a wig on him and stuff he's been in a uh, literally like, i mean unfortunately for him he's more a or at least hasn't been given the right role to be a lead yeah he's since, a good like second hammer he was the principal in the duff he's great and jane lynch she went on to do glee which was kind of made for her uh everybody in this movie i mean like jenna fisher is i mean in the background for god's Kat sake Kat dennings did uh two broke girls she's engaged to andrew wk weird everybody in this elizabeth banks is a director you know it's it's crazy this movie was really like indicative of what judd apatow movies would become yeah i just wish that looking back there wasn't the homophobia transphobia and stuff like that yeah it would be better if it didn't revolve around a stereo store. Exactly. A stereo it's, it's kind of funny that it revolves around a stereo store, but just take out the other Yeah, stuff. do a new ambition. Let's do some plugs. Hey, this is Angela, your lifeguard, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Once again, pool sceners, thank you for checking out the pod this week. Remember, if you want to know what's going on, any updates, any exciting things coming around the corner, check us out on Facebook and Instagram 
at Pool Scene Podcast. Also at Pool Scene Pod on the Twitter. Also, if you want to drop us a line, send us an email at Pool Scene Podcast at gmail.com. Any movie ideas. We have some amazing movies coming up. If there's a movie you want us to cover, let us know. You're on the journey with us. And now back to Kevin. All right, Anthony. If you would, please. That would be a waste of time. Oh, would it? Would it, would it really be a waste of time? Uh, oh, man. So Jim and I are we're recording in the morning for like the first time. Yes. Like early morning because we are going to ride some roller coaster. That's right. We're going to get some coaster credits today at Waldemere. Waldemere is a small amusement park in Erie, Pennsylvania, which has a really, really nice water park. The actual park itself is really not great. It's a weird one because you can walk in for free, but the the ride stuff you have to either buy a wristband buy tickets but it's just this weird little park uh, but the whole purpose for going is there is a roller coaster called ravine flyer 2 which is the seventh ranked wooden coaster in the world i'm excited for this it's so strange i wrote it not knowing it was the seventh ranked wooden coaster in the world it's like i'm gonna ride this little roller coaster while i'm here we went with the kids i was like i'm gonna ride this little roller coaster while we're here get some coaster credits and i was like oh my god that was fucking rad I'm and then wrote it a few times. So one of these coasts where we can get, you can easily get multiple rides. Oh on this yeah. Thing? If okay. it's like it was last time that I was here, I got on in 10 minutes. Cause I'd like to at least get, you know, one front seat, one yes. somewhere near yep. the middle and one on the back. Well, I wrote it in the middle first, thought it was fucking awesome. Wrote it in the front and it was even better. Okay. We are going to try something, Kevin, that I've said millions upon millions of times when we ride coasters. I've never been able to ride a full ride with my hands up. That's the goal this today. This is a rough one to ride full full hands up. But that's the goal. They have a spinning coaster that's small. They have an old school tiny wooden coaster. Kind of reminds me of the old Joggy Lake Big Dipper. Okay. Did not ride that one. We can get multiple credits today. Yeah, we can get Excited. three or four. We can ride the kids coaster, which is the, that's biggest, a credit. the biggest kids coaster I've ever seen. But most of these places say you have to have a kid with you. They yeah, don't care. I, yeah, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. It's rough. It's a rough one, but it's cool. Just go walk around this park and uh, check everything out. They have uh, like a sky ride rides over the park. Yeah. They have some other stuff. So we'll go ride Ravine. I mean, honestly, it'll be worth it to ride Ravine Flyer yeah. a few times. Now, quick story. It doesn't matter here. Neither here nor there. Ravine Flyer 2, you notice, is the name. There was a Ravine Flyer 1 in the earlier decades of the 1900s. And as the ride was going, the train got stuck. Okay. So the train, this roller coaster goes over. There's a main street that takes you to the beach. Erie has very nice beaches on Lake Erie. I mean, minus Geneva on Lake. Yeah, but there's uh, there's nice Lake Erie beaches. There's a street that passes you through like the, the state park or whatever it is. Well, the coaster goes over that. Well, on Ravine Fire 1, the coaster got stuck over that street. And all these people on the on the roller coaster were freaking out. And this couple, this guy, was very afraid. Actually, I think it was his wife was very afraid that another train would be sent while they were on and it would ram them. They were very worried about it. So to try and calm his wife down, he kept standing up and looking back Fucking to see stupid. if another train was coming. And while he stood up looking back to see if another train was coming, he fell out of the, the train and onto the road and died. So they tore down Ravine Fire. Fucking so stupid. So then they rebuilt it as Ravine Fire 2. And they still have, shout out to, what's his name, Logan? They yeah. still have one train ops. One train ops! I think they do the one train ops just... Ah. As like an homage to... I mean, if it gets busy, can they go to two train ops? I don't think they can. Oh, I man. think it's an homage to... Shout out to El Toro Ryan on YouTube. Check yeah, him out. I think it's a, an homage to just the first one. The reason, yeah. like, 
This guy died because he thought another train was coming. So I think that they're just like one train ops forever. Yeah, though, when I went the last time, it was like, I literally just walked over, got on within 10 minutes. Yeah, that's it's, cool. It's like a two minute ride, if that. But uh, it's great. It's a great one. So. Also, uh, sorry, my voice is kind of subdued. I blew out my voice somewhat this past weekend. Me and my lady went to AEW Rampage. It was the first Rampage show in Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh, if you will. So the big thing with AEW wrestling is when Chris Jericho comes out, you sing along to his theme song. Yeah. It was a crazy crowd. Except and for next week. Except for next week where you know you can't, you know, they're not going to play it. So, of course, everybody's going to sing along. So I sang at the top of my lungs and kind of blew out my voice. So it's slightly raspy. So I apologize for that. But any wrestling fan out there, if you've never seen an AEW show, Kevin and I did before the pandemic. It's a crowd like no other. It's fan service. They give you exactly what you want. All killer, no filler. It's please, please, please check out and support AEW and indie wrestling because they give a shit about indie wrestling too. A lot of indie guys were on their AEW Dark Show, which is on YouTube for free. Check that out. But yeah, it was a fun, fun weekend. And I got free shit for standing in the line. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can't beat it. Next week at the United Center, the largest crowd uh, in AEW history. CM Punk. It looks that way, certainly. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, go get yourself a uh, coffee with bacon in it. (laughs) I need to order a bacon coffee. And until then, silencia.